Newsweek presents The Debate with Andrew Tolman. Everything 100% of the time, 24 hours a day is a negotiation. Rakeem Brooks. This is a common good that we are talking about. Amani wells on Yoha. I'm completely fed up with whether it's politicized or not. And Jeff Charles. That distracts us from actually rolling up our sleeves. The Debate starts now. All right. Well, you may have heard the news that a federal jury on Tuesday, they found former President Donald Trump liable for battery and defamation against a writer named E. Jean Carroll in an incident that is alleged to have happened in the mid 90s. Um, She claimed that he raped her, but the jury didn't uh, agree with that summation. So they got him on battery defamation. And President Trump is ordered to pay over five million dollars to E. Jean Carroll. Now, it's important to recognize that this was a civil trial. So the burden of proof is far lower than it would be for criminal proceedings. So he was found liable of battery and defamation, but not necessarily at the criminal level with the burden of proof that is required. But this is already making waves throughout the political scene. And it's very interesting to see, you know, how this whole thing is playing out. Um, Amani, I want your opinion on two things. The first is, what's your opinion of the overall case and how it played out and and everything like that? And also, what do you think of maybe the political ramifications for the 2024 campaign? This is a great question. And this all reminds me of good old 2016, right when the world went down the poop the first time. Um, We have been hearing things about Donald Trump in this realm for many, many years. So this wasn't shocking to me. And I do not think it was shocking to his base for anybody that surrounds themselves with Trump and or supports them. So as far as it affects his campaign, I highly, highly doubt that it'll do anything for his campaign. Um, I came across a TikTok that was very disturbing today where somebody had like secretly recorded some Trumpers talking about it and they were having a good key. They were giggling. They were laughing. They were like, whatever. He did what he had to do. You know, that type of vibe about the situation. So it's really gross. Um, I think his base is going to still hold him down no matter what. Like he said, I could shoot somebody in the middle of Park Avenue and my people still going to love me. So that's absolutely the truth. And I think that's going to be the case here. Do you think that the jury's uh, verdict was right or do you think it should have gone further? Like, do you think that they should have found him liable for rape? I think so, just because this is a story that she's had to keep consistent for like 30 years. (laughs) So if it's that pressing, if she still remembers all the details like that. And uh, I am a sexual assault survivor. So that is something that you do not ever forget. So I don't think that she lied about it. I just think that the criminal part had already worn off. And this was her only way to get some sort of justice on the issue. And I'm sure it's been something very hurtful for her to seize her abuser, somebody who took advantage of her in that way, rise to power. So I feel like this was probably the only way that she could kind of try to right the path and just advocate for herself and at least highlight what this person is capable of doing and hopefully that would deter some people and or protect some people um so i'm glad that he was found guilty of something i'm glad that he's going to have to face some sort of uh criminal not criminality but at least he'll have to have his pockets hurting at the very least but i think he should be in jail for this and she's not the only one so it's just a sad case all around what about you rakeem i'll say that the verdict confused me a little bit in that her allegations were very specific as to what he did to her. He pushed her into a dressing room, um, you know, inserted his finger and then penis into her vagina. And then she had to fight him off. And so how the jury could conclude battery, but not rape is something that the lawyer in me says, this is going to be an appealable issue. 
this is something that's going to be confusing in some ways. Now, they have great um, discretion to decide facts and law and what was proven, but I didn't pay close enough attention to know what the witnesses said. That just struck me as a bit odd that they could believe her but not believe the full story. But I think in addition to that, that that Trump and his team are going to use facts like that to mobilize the story that this is all part of, as he says, a witch hunt. Uh, he's already been indicted by Alvin Bragg. He's going to use this piece as another piece of the puzzle. If it happens in uh, Georgia or somewhere else in the country that more charges are filed against him, all he's going to consistently say is, these are all attempts to prevent me from winning the nomination and retaking the presidency and remaking, you know, reclaiming our country. I mean, that will be the narrative. And I think one of the things that we should keep in mind is that this is the Republican Party that supported Brett Kavanaugh through his rape allegations. And so I have no belief that this is going to prove ultimately problematic as long as major Republican figures do not come out and say that they believe that this has also happened. And none of them are likely to do that. I agree with you, Rakeem. I think that the uh, the verdict is really odd, right? They agreed enough for the one charge, but not for rape. But yet they also found him to have defamed her because he lied about claiming he didn't rape her when they didn't believe that he raped her. So it's a it's all around weird and all of the procedural stuff that went on in the trial about, you know, what was included or excluded as far as. Um, you know, testimony and evidence and, and the similarity with the, the TV episode to her claims. I mean, those are all sort of just oddities about it and the the ex post facto kind of nature of this. Right. Like it was beyond the statute of limitations. New York then extended the statute of limitations and you had a year what to go back to these claims in the past. And now he winds up being I mean, these are all going to be appealable elements. Yeah. But the thing that that I keep thinking about is I try to isolate this one case to the degree that I can like imagine if president Trump had never had the Russia dossier allegations against him. He had never had an impeachment against him. He had never had an impeachment too against him. We didn't have January 6th. We didn't have like if there hadn't been this so many examples of people trying to get him, so to speak. And then all of a sudden we've got this. Would people who want to say it's just they'll do anything to get him, you know, would they be more persuaded by this case because it would be so awful and sudden and conspicuously different? Or would those people be like, well, he's never done anything wrong, you know, so how could he have done this thing wrong? It it seems to me like the, the convenient defense for Trump supporters is. Well, they're all, they're they're just always going to do anything. It's a thousand pieces of mud they throw up against the wall. And so how can I believe any of the individual ones? And that's what I'm trying to think of, like, how would this have been taken in isolation from all of the other kind of attempts to dethrone him, so to speak? Yeah, for sure. And I, if I could just add one more thing on top of this, and maybe you were going here, Jeff, I think what concerns me the most is what kind of potential president is being created every time he's held accountable for one of these um, alleged crimes. And I can't imagine a president, any person who endures what he feels he is enduring, who then gains the most powerful position in the world, not being vindictive, not using that power and wielding it against everyone who he views as being an enemy and everyone who he views as being out to get him. And remind you, he's going to get to staff the entire federal government. 
this just strikes me as a really frightening place to be, particularly because people don't seem to want to relent and recognize that these allegations and now these verdicts might actually prove the true character of Donald Trump. And you wouldn't, the- that, wouldn't that be blaming the attack? Like, I, I hear I definitely hear what you're saying, Rakeem. But let's imagine, OK, for a moment that, you know, he's innocent across the board of all of the thousands of things that people have accused him of. And he feels persecuted, like you're saying you're blaming him for wanting to express vindictiveness against the people who have maligned and slandered and defamed and uh, attacked him all these years unjustly. That's more of a just response if those things were all unwarranted, isn't it? Uh, yes, if they were personal responses, but to be able to wield the full force, the executive office against people is to me um, a different thing. And the level of paranoia that that it promotes, I mean, assume that you're right, that none of these things were true. I don't believe that. But let's if that were the case, it's still the level of paranoia that you would promote in an individual and then to put them in the highest, most powerful office in the world. I think everyone would want to hesitate, even if he remained blameless for most of the things he was accused of. You still would want to say, is this a person with the character not to want to take these things out on anyone and everyone who he even perceives to be marginally aligned with his detractors. And we use character witnesses in trials on purpose. Trump has shown us that he is a bad person <laughs> through and through. And I don't know what's so hard for people to understand that. Like if somebody has that many allegations about you, if something walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it is a duck. He did that stuff that they're saying that he did. It's not a one-off here and a one-off there. He has shown at least for the past 30 years, 40 years that he's been in the spotlight, that he has a questionable, to say the least, character. He's not a great guy. And so when you have people like that, again, we're just thinking optically, it it doesn't look good for the United States to even have somebody who has such a disgusting rape allegation represent the country. It's weird to me that we continue to even platform this man and that his base even continues to platform him. When again, y'all are supposed to be some of the most conservative Christian family values people in the country. Y'all are supposed to be evangelical conservative Christians. So why would y'all even want to be represented by somebody who forcibly assaults, sexually assaults women that he's not married to, that he doesn't have a family with? It is completely antithetical. Excuse me, I can't even take the dang word. Antithetical. and thank you. You said it for me. It is opposite of what you claim. <laughs> so it just makes no sense. And it's like there's just so much hypocrisy going on 24 seven. Just call it what it is. Well, and, and I want to speak to your point too, Rakeem, about the precedent that this sets. I mean, Trump isn't the first president that we've had that has had some shady stuff going on, but we live in a different age now. I mean, we live in, a, in the digital age where people know more. I mean, like the stuff that JFK did, we didn't know about it until much later. But now we can find out about this stuff in, in real time. But I also want to speak to your point, Andrew, because... I mean, I personally think that he's going to grift off of this. He's going to raise more funds. His poll numbers are going to go up. And a lot of that is because of the perception, whether it's true or not. Well, I actually think a lot of it is true that he is being targeted. I do. I, I think two things can be true at once. I mean, Carol's aging Carol's story you know, hasn't changed over the years. It's been consistent, uh, which is why I don't think that, uh, you know, comparing it to Brett Kavanaugh makes a lot of sense because a lot of the stuff that was against him had a lot of holes in it. This one really didn't, though. The problem is that I'll I'll throw something else in here. Uh, Last year in 2022, New York State passed a law that gave a one-year window from the date that they passed the law 
for lawsuits alleging sexual assault that would normally have been prohibited under the statute of limitations. I guarantee you conservative media is going to highlight that because it does give the appearance that this was politically motivated, which I do believe it is. And now it doesn't mean that Carol's story is a lie. But again, it's, it's the same thing even with Alvin Bragg and the Stormy Daniels issue. Even people who agree with it know that it's politically motivated. We had the Russiagate hoax. We had the collusion hoax. We had all of these politically motivated um, issues that turned out to be false. So when you cry wolf a certain number of times, but then you actually get him on something that he probably did, nobody's going to nobody's going to listen anymore. And Trump is very good at using these things to cast himself as a victim and say, hey, look, they really are out to get me because I'm trying to keep them from getting you. So, yeah. yeah, I think his poll numbers are going to go up. But I think we need to look at and take a deeper look at this and look at the overall issue. This isn't just about Trump. It's also even about how our apparatus has been working in, in, a, in a political climate that is very intense right now. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I, I think that you're exactly right. Like, I mean, think about your Sun Tzu, right? If you can enrage your enemy. OK, Trump is really good at enraging his opponents. And enraging them into doing dumb things and uh, overly critiquing him and attacking him and doing all this stuff against him, which makes for a sort of a matrix within which if real crimes happened or if real improprieties happened, you can say, well, they're just always out to get me because you've goaded them into attacking you 24 seven across the board. And so it's hard to tell the difference between the legitimate and the illegitimate. But on, on this sort of narrow subject, if you can call it that, of um, inappropriate behavior towards women, right? We we know, I mean, Marla Maples, right? We know that, you know, there's the Access Hollywood tape. We know, and whether you think that was He's just, admitted to being a sleazeball in the past. He's right. admitted. And, and so you look at sort of range of behavior possibilities here. And anybody who's honest about the Trump we've always known looks at something like this, and it, it's not a stretch to imagine that he did it. Not even remotely a stretch compared to, and you know, I hate to bring up the same example, but, you know, a Mike Pence, you know, if somebody claimed this happened in a lingerie closet with some woman and Mike, Pence, I mean, you would laugh at them. You'd say, I mean, look, it's true. Anything can happen, you know, in the world, weird and unexpected things happen, but you're going to have to give me better than that. Like that's so far from the character that you really just don't even believe it. Here's a guy who says, you know, sexual assault. Well, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, you know, that's something that people just do. And I'm a star. And you say, my God, man, you know, like it's within the range. And therefore, that's a character question, too. Do you do you want the person who seems to have well within his range this kind of possibility that uh, these are the you know questions we've had for a long time, right? Yeah. yeah, and on the right, what they're going to respond to that with is, well, what about Tara Reid and Biden? She has a, a pretty consistent story about Biden. And I'm not saying I agree. I mean, I agree that they should do this, but that's going to come up because now it's going to be, you know, our, we need to take a look at the people that we're electing. But we're not going to because we're just going to support whoever's on our side. Yeah, I was just going to say something. Yeah, it was just a point of a point of clarification, right? Like this law that was passed in New York City, if I, excuse me, New York State, if I understand it correctly, was not passed for Donald Trump. <laughs> it was passed because of all the say, child. Well, it was yeah. passed because of it was passed because of all the child tex, excuse me, child sex abuses in the Catholic Church that had lapsed. And so they used this law in order to pursue him in this case. Uh, now that's a fact that won't mean anything to anybody but the people here, maybe some of the folks listening. But I just thought it was important to clarify that it wasn't as though uh they mobilized a new law in order to go after Donald Trump specifically. It just 
happened to be the case that his bad conduct left him potentially liable um, in the in this circumstance. And the thing I was going to respond to, Andrew, is uh, it's a it's a really provocative point that you raised because I have not felt as though Democrats have been goaded into pursuing meritless claims. Right? It it seems to me, and maybe it's just my perce- perception. He did all of these things. And so if he were anyone else, we would pursue him. If we figured out that an official basically said, we'll release our aid money to you if you help us look into someone, we would look into them and say that is not actually what we expect any public official to do. If we believed that someone had incited violence on the Capitol, we would look into them and pursue them for that. And so I agree with you that the number of causes that he has instigated against him has in some ways given him a narrative that he is routinely under attack. But I'm not sure what else we would have done, (laughs) given that we believe everything that has been said is actually true, that he did incite violence on the Capitol, that he did attempt to uh, leverage investment in a foreign country to uh, pursue one of his political rivals that he did rape multiple women or sexually assault them in various ways. And so what is what are you to do when you encounter an enemy like that who actually is guilty of all the things of which they are accused so many times over that once you begin to pursue them, it makes it seem as though you've just thrown everything at them that you have. And that's the saddest part about all of this is like Ultimately, he's going to still have power because I was talking to my friend about this the other day. And this is like an extreme opinion that I know isn't real. But I feel like we have a big like morality problem in the country right now. Like people Come are on. What crazy talk. I see why that's extreme. Y'all are letting stuff slide. <laughs> Everybody thinks that. should be punishable by law. OK, not actually. But I feel like people are just supporting and doing anything. And it's very strange to me that you even want to be surrounded by somebody who is that icky of a character. I wouldn't want nothing to do with somebody like that, let alone have them lead my country or me give them a vote. And I just feel like we've eroded in that way over the years. Um, and it's it's very strange to me. And something needs to happen with that. And I don't know, looking back on this country, I don't I don't recognize us as people anymore because 30, 40 years ago, we didn't have access to as much information. But at the same time, a person like this, we wouldn't let it fly. We just wouldn't. All as a nation, we would look at this person and be like, ill, you do not represent us. And we would shun them like we should be doing now. That, that's the impact of toxic hyperpartisanship. I mean, I wish we had more time to even talk about it, but I do. I think that the, the, a lot of this stuff is partisan. I mean, because if this were all flipped around, I think the left would be doing the same thing. We've seen them do it before. So, I mean, that's where we are right now. <laughs> and I will I will I, I want to just say there's one thing you were saying, Amani, that I very much agree with, which is, you know, as a Christian, right, as a conservative, as somebody who takes these ideas seriously and tries to be consistent across time and space and the opinions I hold, uh, I think a lot of people are either in denial about what they suspect is really true about Trump or they're in intense cognitive dissonance because they don't want to even consider the possibilities. Uh, And then you have other people. And I kind of fall into this camp myself where, you know, I I have always been very torn on the man because uh, personality, demeanor, personal behavior, that kind of stuff. Absolutely not. Effectiveness at getting the things done that I thought ought to get done. Oh my God. Yes. How do I vote on something like that? And that's a challenge. And I agree with you that people who just say, you know, go to church, love, the lord and read the bible and then turn around and ignore all of the stuff that seems to swirl around trump that's a problem 
you would like to be a part of the debate, email us. The debate at Newsweek.com. After being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. She's like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The parting shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling, and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts.